0: I have seen the dark shadows moving in the woods, and I have no doubt that whatever I have resurrected through this book is sure to come calling for me.
1: David, you look absolutely terrific. Honestly. You got like you've got like glue on. This is where the worst begins. This is where we must stop. For beyond is the work of madness. to 1. The nightmare of insane murder and lingering death. Get inside and lock your doors. Close your windows. Someone is watching you.
2: Hey, Baba, revolve!
1: Someone is waiting for you. Someone wants to scare you to death. This is Albert from The Tuesday Show. You are listening to The Goddamn Dave Hill Show, now on a flipping Monday.
3: Oh, oh. No, y- wait. No, you're an angel witch. Thank you. Hello, and welcome to the Dave Hill Good Time Hour. Now, and it's—I uh, don't know how many months it's been, honestly.
4: Under this official name, or
3: uh, I don't—I don't even know what I mean. I'm all—I'm all, I'm all uh, flustered. Anyway. What could that be in the background? Could that be the soundtrack to uh, a little movie called Disco Dancer? Oh, yeah. Well, you see, I'm going to watch that movie tonight after this (laughs) show, because I've kind of hit like a, um, I don't know if you guys do this turn but first of all, hello and welcome. Thank you for joining us, everybody, out there in live stream land, probably millions watching, I imagine. Statistically, um, how are you doing, boy criminal Chris Gersbeck?
5: I'm um, fantastic. How are you? I,
3: I'm I'm on the upswing, I really uh went on the downswing pretty heavily, as I do pretty much from t- minute to minute during the pandemic. All it takes is like one little thing to set me off, yeah, in a good direction or a bad direction, and um, how. How are you doing, uh, New Jersey Chicken Rancher Des, with mood lighting? Now, new well. and improved mood lighting.
4: I switched things up here a little bit, rotated one quarter turn, and uh, given this a try.
3: If I'm wild for it. Can you turn? The music's a little loud, and Des is a little quiet.
5: Yeah, Des is a little
3: quiet. Is that better? We need some more Des heat. Hello?
5: Yeah, or that's something.
4: Better. That's so, much,
3: be- so okay. much better. So much better. a New layout. I apologize. I joined the show roughly 10 seconds before it started. (laughs) I was all headed upstairs. And then right before I was uh, headed up the stairs, my sweet dog Lucy, my sweet hellhound Lucy, let me know that she needed to take a dump Mm. in her own dog-like way. And I let her out. And she she went out. I'm going to give you the real-time play-by-play. She peed. And then she did, like, a dog, like, I don't even know if she's, like, a breed that would do this, but she held her foot up, like, a pointer or something. And then we were like, well, she's seen a bobcat or a snow leopard or something, right? She's going to go after it. And then she ran, and and then uh, I thought, you know, this is it. And then she just, I think she just wanted to take a dump on the neighbor's lawn. She did that. And then she yeah. came back in, but it was all it took. All took long enough to have me up here about two seconds before the show started. Is it a neighbor?
5: Started. Is it a neighbor you like, or is it you know you can? I
3: do and... like this neighbor. I don't know him well at all. All I know is that I'm in a well, as as you know, I'm in a tiny little Finnish fishing village. Mm-hmm. But um, in the, during the pre-election times. Um, you Know this guy basically, this guy had a Biden sign out, so I was like, All right, he's um, he's cool with me. It's a good feeling. Uh, there's plenty that had uh,
5: Trump <laughs> Up sign there, out. yeah. Where is yeah. that uh, that Jim Jordan guy? I know he's uh, an Ohio senator, but like, do you like is he like popular where you are, or uh,
3: I think he's quite popular. I, I mean, you would, I, I don't know how a guy. That guy does anything beyond run a sporting goods store, right. like it. That's what he should be doing, right? He should just be like uh
5: either that or like a cheap wedding banquet hall or something. Or yeah, just, like just treat his entire I, staff like crap. Staff. He does. Oh he, no, I'm just I'm just saying he looks like the kind of guy who would just treat his entire staff like crap.
3: It's just he's awful. Like all these guys, Ted Cruz. Oh yeah. Uh, Ted Cruz looks like. Before he grew the beard, and I'm not a fan of the beard, but before he grew it, he looked <laughs> Beards. like he looked like the Maitre D at at like a, a piano bar, if there's such a thing as a Maitre D at a piano bar. Yeah. He isn't the manager of a piano bar. That's what he looked like to me. And now he, he has like his fake his Merkin beard, whatever that is, that it's like I'm a guy. I'm a, it's so pathetic. Bad. <laughs> it's not. Anyway, that's not what I wanted to say. Uh, I'm freaking out because I'm going back to New York City tomorrow. That's the oh, hot yeah. the hot news. Breaking. That's the hot gossip. Breaking, Breaking news. I know everyone all over the world has been speculating when. You to
4: get a haircut? Maybe. Is this a permanent
3: jump? No, it's not. You we bad. can't hear you, Jess. We right can't here. hear you today. No. Turn up as loud as you can. How's that? That's better. Oh, that's way better.
4: I've never been this loud before. Oh.
3: Um, sorry. No, I'm. Pr- I'm gonna come back. I'm gonna. I'm just gonna go for. Uh, I'm shooting a television program. I'll just. <gasps> I can't say. I don't know if I'm allowed to say what TV program I'm shooting, so I won't. Usually not. Usually. Jeopardy. Uh, it's Jeopardy. I'm hosting Jeopardy.
4: Yeah.
3: Um, that'd be pretty cool if I were, but I'm not. Can you? Yeah make it happen. i saw ken jennings hosting the other night and i thought he was good they should just let him do it
4: it's kind of a natural
3: right i don't um, know I, what do you what were you, what were you gonna say
5: I, I was all for Levar burton i don't know i don't know if there's been any movement on that
3: lavar burton's a great choice i down. wasn't did he already host it
5: i don't know i think everyone was just like yeah that seems like it makes sense for I whatever
4: reason how long are they doing a rotation? Just till they kind of find somebody or do they have Yeah,
5: somebody? I think they're rotating until they find the right right person.
4: I think I heard Aaron Rodgers is hosting it after the football season's over. So that going, is who going is everybody. Aaron Rodgers? He's a future Hall of Fame football player, Dave. Oh, he must be good. Yeah. Who does he play for? He's on the Packers. Oh the Green Bay Packers.
3: Mm-hmm. You uh, we'd be hard pressed to find a uh a straight white male with a worse working knowledge of professional football than
4: i have no i, I think i got you beat you didn't catch the vibe on the sh- on the street this week with uh with the browns in the playoffs for the first time in like uh 20 years
3: i could feel the excitement yeah. but um I, I saw
5: some tweets where some people were like in all caps what is happening yeah. And I was like, are they attacking the capital again?
4: And then I realized it was a football game. <laughs> Browns had a shot. Everybody's losing their mind. Oh, wait. So they were like, what, they were
3: happy that the Browns, were, the Browns are out now, though. They They're lost out. in football. They,
4: they, they lost, but there was a minute in the game yesterday where they might have had a shot. <clears throat> Excuse me. They,
3: I thought they, I thought they, but I I did see some of the game yesterday. Not really by choice, but I did. Um. And it, in my expert opinion, I was like, "Oh, it seems like they have a shot." But I find football really depressing, and I had to—I went and took a nap. Like makes, probably at the peak of the game, I was like, "I'm gonna go take a nap," because literally the sound of a football game—it's it, yeah. so depressing to me. Something
5: about the ads and the. I just hate it. I love hockey.
3: I can't shut up about it. I always. I'm not against it. If someone loves football, that's great. I'm actually kind of jealous because I feel like it would be nice social currency to be interested in football. Yeah. I think it, like it would probably people would be like, hey, you know, in non-plague times, people would be like, hey, Dave, you going to come over for the game? It's great fun. I'm making guac. Mm. Plus, people who say guac, I've struggled with as well. That's that's true. So, you want? I made fresh guac. I just want to say guac until every person viewing now just drops off entirely.
5: Do they have guac at the dip destination?
3: Oh, you can rest assured, friend. They. That's the hardest part about this. I'm not going to be able to go to dip destination for uh, quite a while, a few weeks,
4: I think. So not to get ahead but next week's show you'll be doing from uh from your apartment? NYC, yeah. Whoa. I'll be in my apartment. You know how you're going to which wall you're going to shoot against?
3: I haven't thought that far yet.
4: Oh, important questions, Dave.
3: These are important. I mean, it wouldn't be hard to beat this wall. <laughs> you got to bring Danzig with you though. If
5: Well, I have a lot of good stuff in my place. What if you go home and there's like a a couple squatting in your apartment? Uh, That's been a
3: a going concern, but I know there isn't because I've had uh, my landlord has popped in many times. um, And uh, uh, some friends have popped in to make sure things are copacetic, you know. No, I've, I'm concerned. I've been concerned about things like gross things happening.
5: It's like I'm a mostly, weird, uh, it's like a fantasy of mine. It's like I come home and there's people living in my home. Like I've been gone for a year and I come back. I'm like, what the hell is going on here? That, that's a fantasy. I don't know why. It's
3: just a I, fantasy. I, and they're like, hey, where's the payoff? You, right? you want to intercourse? <laughs> What's the? Yeah, is that the fantasy part where they're like, no, get, no, no it's get over like, here. More, Let's for like
4: a, a nightmare. You mean? Let's pork <laughs> maybe they make the sandwiches when you walk in the door that wouldn't be the worst
5: oh it's like you know like in movies where like someone comes home and there's people living in their house and they're always like what the hell and then they run out i don't know it's oh just yeah like a very comical type of scenario that i one day hope to experience your
3: cat's here i'm willing to do that once the plague is over i'll happily break into your home <laughs> um i had i had a nightmare last i always if you guys had the nightmares where like you're out in public and all of a sudden you don't have a mask on and yeah. people are just like rubbing up on you yeah. i had that nightmare last night
4: i've had a couple like that
3: it's real
5: yeah, yeah. To it. how, how society as a whole starts to get the same nightmares based on you know the global nightmare this is a thing
3: I'm freaked out like when I'm on the set of One Life to Live next week. Oh, shoot. Um. Ooh. um when I, anyway, when I'm on the show that I'm shooting, I, I'm worried that I'll have like a panic attack when they're like, OK, Dave, take your mask off and start acting like the wind.
4: You have to do all kinds of screening beforehand and yeah, yourself a little do. bit protocols in place that you have to follow
3: i do yeah because because i've been out here in this tiny finnish fishing village in ohio i have to quarantine and test and do a lot of stuff Mm -hmm. and be there for um for you know a good chunk of time Mm. before like us over
5: a week Mm. beforehand And then I've heard, like, on sets, you have to keep your mask on until, like, right before you're going to shoot your scene. Yeah. it's like there's people standing on the side whose jobs is just to, like, put your mask back on.
3: Oh, I'm all for it. I mean... And the thing is, all of my scenes are sex scenes. They're full-tongue sex scenes, too. So this is very...
4: Why even bother Uh, with the mask
3: then? Um... Well, on days of our lives oh shoot. Oh keep doing it. I'm actually shooting both those shows. Crossover near the bridge. That would be great if that happened. Like while I'm in town, they're like, hey, what my agent's like, hey, Dave, while can, you're in town, can, can you can't
5: you just do that? I mean, I feel like didn't James Franco get on a soap opera? And you just like, like just like, by just, asking? He did it for I college so. credit. Yeah, yeah. He was like I, an acting thing. Uh like a acting course he was taking or something.
3: I would like to. I mean, I certainly would. I, I don't know who I would play. Delivery guy or something. Which one is Susan Susan Lucci on? Or is it Suzanne Lucci? I should know.
4: I think that was Days of Our Lives. No, that was... Uh, oh, all My Children, know. right? Oh, yeah,
3: all ahead. My Children, yeah. I was thinking another world. Eric Kane. I would love to be on that show, too. I mean, if I can secret all of these things, and I realize probably at least one of the shows I mentioned maybe is over with, but I would it happily is. be on any of those. Did you
5: ever watch that soap opera, uh, Passions? I
4: oh, was the Days of Our Lives guy. Passions a little <laughs> hack job. I didn't... Like witchcraft and stuff in that. Yeah, movie. yeah. I had like
5: a supernatural element to it. Yeah. And it
4: was a daily soap
5: opera? It was like a daytime soap opera, yeah. NBC, I believe.
2: Mm-hmm.
3: I remember soap operas like my when I was a little kid, every day there was uniform agreement between me and my siblings what we would watch. And then one day when my oldest sister got to be like in sixth grade, I think, I came home and she's like, we're watching General Hospital. And I was like, well, no, no, we're not. It's after school, we watch cartoons and fun stuff. She's like, No, we're watching General Hospital. And we watched General Hospital they did anyway. General Hospital every day for the next seven years until yeah. she went away to college. Uh, and it was all over She the oldest? She was the oldest and like you know, I had I was just like I have no say Aiken. in this matter any it's longer. That- so yeah. Um, we have a great guest tonight. I'm very excited. He's a fellow Ohioan, um, Eric Mahoney. He's a director of, of many um, great documentaries, Brainiac Transmissions After Zero, which I actually have in the futuristic DVD format right here. But well, you can watch it if you haven't seen it yet. It's great. Um, it's, uh, it's on Tubi, which no one brings up Tubi. Like I bring up Tubi, because Tubi is like uh, has all stuff that I like to watch on it. Yeah, Tubi's the pretty good. There's two ZZ Top concerts, just as one example. I'm the, pretty the, sure there's two.
5: The Brainiac is on Prime too. Uh, if you if you have Prime, you can just watch. Oh it. yeah, it is. Um,
3: that's one thing I'm really excited. I'll probably watch that again, and then I'm just gonna watch nonstop uh, movies when I'm in New York quarantining. it's the way to go. Nonstop. Yeah, so like,
5: you can't do anything while you're here, right?
3: I thought... I mean, I have no interest in doing anything, because what am I going to do? Mm. But I, I, I don't know what, what... Do they, like, track you? with? I can't... I'm supposed to not... I'm supposed to quarantine the entire time, basically. Because
4: right. you're going to be interacting with other people who have to
3: interact with you, so... Yeah, so... And then when I come back, I have to quarantine again. But I'm gonna try to get tested right away, and um, so I don't have to be alone for like two weeks when I get back.
4: Can can Chris come by and, and like yell up from the sidewalk? Are you that? Are, are you on the front face of the, the your your street? Your I think or he no?
3: could. I, I mean, imagine it would be copacetic, copacetic, copa, for me to. Uh, to walk downstairs and wave at people, wave, wave at Chris and whoever walks by my house.
5: Just schedule time to hang out with people on your stoop. Are, are
4: you leaving the neighborhood at all, Chris? Or you 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 stay no. pretty
5: closed bound? I've I'm in Queens and I've not left Queens. I went to Manhattan for the first time like a couple weeks ago.
3: How did you get there? I took the subway. Oh. Were you freaking
5: out? No, because I did it during the day. There was no one on it.
3: it was completely was no one ever on the train
5: anymore uh It was like a Thursday at you know one o'clock. Uh, it was completely empty. Well, where? What did you do? Well, so I had a I had a, a doctor's appointment, and it, so I had in, Ooh, in my listening. neighborhood, and I had to like kill time. And there's nothing you can do to kill time anymore. Like yeah. you, like I, it was like snowing out that day too. I think it's like really ugly out. So I'm like, I'm just gonna. My wife works in Manhattan. I'm just going to take the subway into Manhattan, surprise her, say hi, and then get right back on the train and come back to Queens. Oh, that's nice.
3: <laughs> I like
5: how you keep your marriage exciting. Yeah. Got it. But I used to, like, go to a movie or, I, you know, yeah. go have lunch or I'd go work in a coffee shop or something. Like, you can't do anything
3: anymore. I know. When will we? I probably won't. We probably can't sit in coffee shops till, like, tw- another year. Yeah. Just sitting in a coffee shop talking about ideas. The year's a good bet. By the time you know, we you can just fully just be kicking back, whipping, um, talking in a coffee shop
4: as if nothing ever happened. Exactly. No shows until at least the fall. Fauci was saying so. I'm here, I'm seeing bands announce summer tours they're China.
3: delusional I think and not they're delusional they're not delusional I think they're overly optimistic I hate to say it
5: I think com- like comedy might come back before music because it's not but it's also like who the hell knows I don't know
3: I don't know. Our guest should be momentarily By the way, if anyone wants to call in 347-474-0260. That's 347-474-0260. I'm not sure if we're gonna do the zoom zooming in thing tonight because we've been having problems with Zoom bombers. <laughs> Which is kind of a fun problem.
5: Yeah, we kind of dodged a bullet last week. We didn't.
3: I don't know. even know if it's a problem. But, uh, yeah, we... And another thing, um, you know, by keeping Angel Witch in the program, basically people in North Korea, Syria, uh, and two other vacation destinations cannot watch the show on YouTube in the archive. In the, you know, after live.
5: Does North Korea even... They don't even have internet, do they?
3: Um... That's a good question, 'cause why would they why would they ban it if uh well
5: it's like they have internet but like they can't access anything, I think.
3: Oh, they can just like go to the AOL well homepage
5: or something? Yeah, like they can only search for things and it only pulls up complete lies and fabrications. Like I that'd be kinda cool. Pictures of Kim Jong. Yeah. Like, you'll search like "world sexiest man" and it'll come up Kim, Kim Jong Un.
3: Well, that's hardly propaganda. From where I'm sitting,
5: yeah, I've I've uh, fallen into wormholes of just reading about North Korea and all the weird shit that goes on there. Um, it's fascinating.
3: Dan Wally says only higher ups have internet. Yeah. How many higher ups could there be? And uh, I, I bet, yeah. You know, you know, Kim Jong Un has sweet uh, internet. Oh, here comes Lucy. Lucy, how are you doing, sweet girl? She's getting regular at that. She's so, Hi, hi, mean, hi, sweet girl. I got Jimmy on the phone. Oh, nice. Oh, bring it on, sister. Jimmy,
4: you there?
1: Hey, Dez. How are you, man? Good, Jimmy.
4: Everybody's here. You're cool. on the
1: show. Hey, Dave.
4: Hey, Jimmy.
3: Uh, I think I speak for everyone, uh, especially the people of North Korea, when I say your call last week uh, was stellar. All-time great. And the bar's ah,
1: you're pretty kind. high. Thank, thank you guys for the high praise. It means a lot. Hey Chris, how you doing man?
5: Good. How are you?
1: All right. Hanging in.
3: You sound great. What's going on?
1: <laughs> no, I had a day off today, which is cool.
3: I'll buy you know,
1: it. This time last year, uh, was not paid. I was not yet made permanent in my title. Now I get what is, what is your title? title of,
3: what is your title, if I may ask?
1: Uh, Clerk one welfare.
3: So you go into an office? Yeah, you do. Oh, really? During all this?
1: Yeah, well, for four hours a day and then they give us three days combat pay, three hours combat pay. Four hours a day work and then, you know, a lot of people working from home. I'm I'm there all by my lonesome, but I can listen to stuff on YouTube or like I, you know, um stream some of the impeachment hearings. Stuff Fine. that I normally would have to have buds for because they let you wear buds and mm-hmm. listen to stuff.
3: Oh, I thought you meant you you needed, like, your pals around to watch the impeachment hearing. Or weed.
1: They weren't around. No, I mean, they would have been all on the same side, but, you know, they were at home doing work, plus their higher-grade title, so they do more computer work. They actually uh, make a decision on claims. I'm just like, I'm just like, you know. Paper pusher literally, literally Literally. Push, paper pusher, uh yeah, well, and when I was practicing law, I would say, I'm just pushing paper today, you know, and that was like you know a fair amount of paper, I mean I'm pushing more paper, and I guess it's important to the people who are getting the benefits, which is which is very important, so i'm uh I am a cog in a wheel, but I'm a cog in a kind of important wheel. Mm-hmm.
3: I feel good about know? it.
1: But being a... Li- <laughs> well, consequently, yesterday was my 21-month anniversary without a drop of alcohol. So,
3: Oh, congrats.
1: Um, congrats. I have on two separate jobs without being severely hungover or perhaps still drunk from the, uh, night before. Um, but you know, uh, don't make you bad for not even one solitary day, which is cool. You know, it's, it's still hard to get up at six, you know, I'm kind of a night owl, but I've been crashing very, very early, Mm-hmm. Uh, the last eighteen months, anyway, we're talking like five thirty at night.
3: Oh wow,
4: uh, that's some...
1: yeah, yeah.
4: Even in the so, summer, like when it's still daylight. I mean, five thirty falling asleep. Yeah, down.
1: yeah. No, I was doing it even in the summer. You crash? That's where you know? I mean, thankfully, there is no place to go for nightlife or anything for me because and plus all the bars even before covid all of my bars almost all of my bars were either shut down or went out of business um you know in the first ward uh, and i guess
3: wait the bars that you would go to were shut down before covid
1: yeah how yeah. why um, a lot of business issues, a lot of financial issues. One thing changed hands from the Irish American Association, which had been in existence since 1933. But they had financial problems with tax arrears. So it got taken over by a member who turned it into a pretty sharp, uh, uh bar. And restaurant, Irish Fair. Oh, And, uh, yeah, pretty nice place. But he lasted about two years, unfortunately. And he went out of business. So the Scots American Club is still open, and that's around the corner from my old house and just a few uh, blocks south of my new apartment. But still, I don't have any... That that must be at lower capacity, even though it's there's usually always people there.
3: What goes on at the Scots American Club?
1: Uh horseshoes, darts, um, drinking.
3: Good times in general. Do you have to be Scottish? Uh, I've got to
1: a know? nice shuffleboard, even though I'm not a shuffleboard guy, I'm I am i can
3: Hey, no order. one's saying you are. <laughs>
1: Yeah, no, no, it's okay. I wouldn't take it uh, the wrong way. Kind of a working class thing. Uh,
2: Uh,
1: A working class bar thing. I like shuffle. Uh, And a pool table. Uh, And the occasional fisticuffs, which are nowhere near what the Irish-American...
3: Like a Donnybrook?
1: And I'm Irish, so I'm talking against
3: my branch
1: of the Celtic tree. You know what I'm saying?
3: You know, Jimmy... I hate to interrupt yeah. you, but as anyone has no, ever no, heard, no you, problem. anyone has ever heard you call into the show before, is well aware, you have the voice mm-hmm. of an angel, and it just—I uh, I, I, forgive me—you're always thinking this, but I always think if Jimmy's on the line, it would be a shame, you know, not to ask you to sing, at least just a few bars of something. Would you be willing to sing just a little bit of something?
1: Absolutely, cool, and your upcoming oh. guests. Um I did a little research. He has done a short documentary on uh, Joan Baez. Yes, which yes. I hope that he talks a little about. Um so I've thought about it a little and I said, Yeah, it, I got a song by Phil Oaks that was covered by her. One of oh, classic. Uh, I think the most an instant classic, one of the most powerful folk songs Can't be a lot debated. of empathy behind it. So I'm going to just I'm going to put the, the phone out a little.
3: Yeah, let it breathe if you can.
1: Okay. All right. Show me the alley Show me the train Show me the homeless man who sleeps out in the rain and I'll show
3: you oh. wait do we lose him oh Jimmy I'm so sorry uh Jimmy if you're out there give us a call back I'm really sorry I don't know what's going on with the tech here we lost you uh but gosh that was sorry guys I was transported
5: Hello. Welcome back to Fireside Chat on KMAX. With me in studio to take your calls is the dopest duo on the West Coast, Oliver Wong and Morgan Rhodes. Go ahead, caller.
3: Hey, uh, I'm looking for a music podcast that's insightful and thoughtful, but like also helps me discover artists and albums that I've never heard
5: of. Yeah, man, sounds like you need to listen to Heat Rocks every week. Myself and I'm Morgan Rhodes, and my co-host here, Oliver Wong, talk to influential guests about a canonical album that
4: has changed their lives. Guests like Moby, Open Mike Eagle, talk about albums by Prince, Joni Mitchell, and so much more.
5: Yo, what's that show called again? Heat
4: Rocks Deep Dives into Hot Records. Every Thursday on Maximum Fun.
0: Macho Man to the Top Rope. The Flying Elbow. The cover. We've got a new champion. We're here with Macho Man
4: Randy Savage after his big win to become the new world champion. What are you going to do now, Match?
1: I'm going to go listen to the newest episode of the Tights and Fights podcast, oh yeah. Tell us more about this podcast. It's the podcast of power. Too sweet to be sour. Funky like a monkey. Woke discussions, man. And jokes about wrestlers' fashion choices. Myself excluded. Yeah. I can't wait to listen. Neither can I. You can find it Saturdays on Maximum Fun. Oh yeah.
3: Dig it. Um, speaking of, I think our guest is in the waiting room. And or we're about to get zoom bombed one of the two because the name on the thing does not match the guest name but uh i think it must be him let's find out it is oh hello hello eric mahoney thank you for joining us (laughs) dave hill i'm sorry
0: how are you hi eric hey guys how are you can you hear me okay yeah. Oh,
3: somewhere. yeah, yeah. Um, I, I gave you only, a, I didn't really finish your intro. We should do it now. Our guest <laughs> is director of the great documentary Brainiac Transmissions After Zero, which I have in the popular DVD format right yeah. here. North Dixie Drive, Madly, of course, the Joan Baez short uh, Jimmy Mansion, and he's the host of the excellent Contiki podcast, among other things. Well,
0: that's a deep, uh, deep dive you did into the catalog there, Dave. I appreciate. it. I'm
3: uh, North America's foremost uh, Eric Mahoney aficionado.
0: <laughs> I, I, I believe it's nice to meet you, man. I, I, I have to say, I'm, I'm, I continue to be a little astounded why our paths haven't crossed earlier. There seem to be like so many people in in in, our, in common, and the Ohio th- Ohio to New York transplant kind of situation, and uh, I just don't know why you and I haven't met prior. But I'm glad that we are.
3: I know we are in this in this futuristic way, and then hopefully before too long we'll be able to, uh, you know, be in the same room.
0: Yeah, on. for sure, for sure.
3: Um, yeah, you're are, you're a Dayton, Ohio. Native, is that correct? But you've also spent time in Columbus.
0: Yeah, I grew up in Dayton, and I lived in Columbus for 10 years uh, before moving to Brooklyn. So, yeah, I spent a a nice chunk of time there, Uh, went to college there, played in a bunch of bands there, hung out. Did you ever go to Little Brothers? oh it was the uh stashes was the previous club oh yes 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 i used to work at little brothers um but spent uh yeah spent a tremendous amount of time in columbus and still like that town and in, oh yeah and currently hold up in dayton ohio right now
3: yes beautiful this time of year <laughs>
0: it's lovely How far part are you
4: guys then how far are you from dayton
3: but by by way of the crow flies, I don't know, what is it like two
0: and a half hours, three hours? Yeah, that's right. Your your Cleveland area?
3: Yeah, east of Cleveland by about uh I'm right near the Nuclear Power Plant, which is why I'm got a bit of a glow about me.
0: <laughs> I was gonna comment on your uh on your aura.
3: That is uh, a lot of uh carbs and and
0: nuclear <laughs>
3: Fantastic! Yeah,
0: yeah, we're a couple hours apart.
3: Yeah, yeah. So you you came back, you, like me, you came back to Ohio during the, this, these plague times.
0: Uh, back and forth, I won't bore you, but yeah, I mean, it's you know.
3: No, we we have time for the this show. <laughs> if there was ever a show where you should feel free to, to give us a real time, fantastic breakdown of your week movements. by
0: week pandemic uh, diary.
3: There is nothing, uh, off limits. You could, you know, you could, if you went grocery shopping, you could walk us through what you got. It's everything is fair game.
0: Well, we did, my family and I did come back to Columbus when things were getting what I would consider to be worrisome, you know, in New York when, when it was like sirens 24 seven and, you know, we were hearing of people. Passing away, and we had a really close friend that 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 was sick for like a month, and you know everything was just kind of terrifying. Um, so we we yeah. did, we did bounce for a little bit to kind of um, just get some space and just kind of decompress a little bit. Ohio all of a sudden felt really welcoming to us. Um, and then we went back and uh, at this point, we, in October, we came we came back after uh, spending the summer in our apartment in Brooklyn. And we're in Dayton now, um, you know, at, at, at the crossroads of, of what to do with ourselves moving forward, whether or not we're going to go back to New York City, where we've been for a long time, or to perhaps, you know, put down some roots where we grew up. So um, I am kind of floating in the breeze, as they say right now.
3: I like it. I think you should go back, if only so we can hang out in New York. Agreed. I'd, I'd love to connect
0: there. I'd love to connect there. And, and and also, it might be a situation where, you know, we move back to the East Coast and might, you know, go upstate a little bit. Um, something like that I, I have two younger kids so you know the, like the 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 urban new york city lifestyle is, is challenging a bit um yeah with 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 two kids so yeah, i don't know i don't know we this this pandemic has been a, a a good place to kind of stop down and just kind of reassess what the hell i'm doing with myself
3: yeah i feel the same way i i i thought i did not like Look, I've been living in this town of 3,000 people uh, since March. I am going back to New York tomorrow for a little bit. Oh, cool. But um, I, uh, I've i been in this town, and as I, most people will tell you I pretty much rule this town. <laughs> <laughs> um, I-
0: I've seen. I've seen that.
3: Yeah, I rule this town. I'm <laughs> a figure of menace in the town. Yeah. Um and I rule this town That i can't it can't be overstated <laughs> and the good thing about this town that I'm in is that even that I've seen it in non pandemic times and I've seen it in pandemic times and it's there's not a big difference right <laughs> very right. minor difference right, in right. in the amount of action so it's kind of just feels pretty normal with the exception of uh wearing masks to go. Go inside places on rare occasions, the liquor t- store and stuff. I'll such. tell you where
0: I like is uh, is Yellow Springs. Have you spent time in Yellow Springs? I have. I shot the hit movie Boy Band. Oh, yeah, of course. Of course. With Yellow Steven, Springs. Another, another person we have in common. That's yes, right.
3: Steven Le- Levinson. Yes, of course. Um, That's right. And the, the Levinson brothers. Yeah, was, I was in, in Yellow Springs for a few weeks
0: and well, and sounds of, of Dayton the, proper of the two thousand to three thousand size that's what that's what made me think of it I like I like that place it's a, it's a it's a beautiful little bubble here in a uh, in a sea of um, some questionable uh, political leanings <laughs> oh yeah
3: well when we shot the hit movie boy band I'm secreting it into hit status you know yeah, yeah. No, it but I, the more I say it The more it will be. You say something enough, it starts to become true. (laughs) Um, So, but we
5: does that mean that Trump actually won the election?
3: (laughs) (laughs) I think that's what he was trying to do. But um, no, well, I think Boy Band has hit. I'm just saying, like it, it, it has the it has what it takes to be a hit movie. But I feel like not enough people have seen it to have it be you know, a poster in Des's uh,
4: bunker there. It's just the last part. You just need the people.
3: Yeah, yeah. You just, <laughs> That's the only thing missing.
0: <laughs> it's a very small
3: piece. Yeah, of it's just a minor, minor detail. Um, But, yeah, we were there. We shot that in, I guess it was, what did it have been? I think it was 2016. Yeah, it was okay. right before the election. And we would, we would be driving around... Um, and then there would be people with, math, like, bed sheets with Trump painted on it, hanging on the... People were really, like, making their own signs. That was the level of enthusiasm. Yeah. Yeah, um, yeah so. when we came
0: back here this fall, it was... It's weird, man. When Like, you know, I mean, when you grow up here, it's very familiar to come back, and, and it feels like home, and, and there's a lot of... um there's a lot of that sentiment you know when i come back here and i kind of decompress and feel good and then and then uh, subsequently though coming back here this year this fall i was stepping out of the bubble it was it was shocking to me the number of people that seemed to um Champion Trump and, and not feel as though masks were required for any purpose whatsoever. Oh, it was like a, was like a double thing where I was, where I, I it took me about a month <laughs> to kind of uh, just readjust. So I was like, wow, there's like, you know, I, you don't, I mean, how many Trump signs do you see in New York City? Like zero. Yeah. Not, the, <laughs> I, I
3: would say there was one, this renegade down the street from me, a basement apartment. Yeah about two blocks from me had a Trump sign in his window in the West village, which just seems like he's asking for it. Sure. Like, and I was wondering why, cause you would think like you're the basement apartment. You're just like, people could just take a leak down on your window, all sorts of things that uh, I considered, but didn't do. Cause I'm, <laughs> I'm a real big fan of the high road. Um not really I, I
5: see stickers on like uh like street poles and stuff in Forest Hills in Queens. Trump, Trump stickers. stickers. Yeah.
0: I there's all no, that mean, real
5: I I think it's just some someone's just trolling. I don't <laughs> yeah, know. Yeah,
0: that that's, that that strikes me as trolling.
3: I found stickers for like full on uh like white supremacist a uh, uh, a line of white supremacist clothing. Okay. I don't know if that was a joke, but they were all over the West Village. Wow! Uh, and uh, I was walking the dog, and I tore them down. I did my duty. Remote. Tore them down. But you're right, though. It is. It is a weird thing. Like, do you find as a, as a as a Ohio son, I find I get really angry, and even get to the point of shit talking my home state. Because I love it so much, I get more. You know, it's easy to just be like, "Oh, New Jersey the people out there, whatever." No offense, Des. Whatever. But you yeah. know, <laughs> but like, I just kind of be like, "Yeah, there's some people on New Jersey who like Trump," and you know, but I don't, I don't shit on New Jersey. But Ohio, I'm just really quick to just be like, "Motherfuckers!" Like, and uh, but I realize it's because. I love the place so much that I then I get extra angry. You're holding a higher standard. I say things I don't mean, yeah. and like someone, someone kind of a a guy that I grew up with put me in my place because um, someone was asking me something on Facebook, which is always a great place to Perfect. get your <laughs> thoughts <forum>. out.
2: Mm-hmm.
3: <laughs> and I and I said something to the effect, basically, that you have the cleveland area and then you have uh you know bits of columbus and dayton and then the rest of the state is absolute you know <laughs> i don't know what what i said i said something negative beyond that and he was like come on like you're he put me in my place and i was like you know what you're right i'm just really mad <laughs> but so, um
0: that that's really funny you bring this up so my my good friend um, Ian Jacobs, who did the Brainiac movie with me. Yes, um, which is
3: excellent, by the way.
0: Oh, thanks, man. Thank you very much. And on on
3: we as we were discussing, I watched it on Tubi. Chris oh, okay. watched it on Amazon Prime. Yeah. Uh, but I I I like to bring up Tubi whenever possible because it's. Are you a Tubi tub- fan? I'm a big time Tubi fan because you can. You can see things that won't be anywhere else, even though I'm not saying not saying the Brainiac documentary, because that is elsewhere. But, like, you can watch...
0: You mean the hit movie Brainiac.
3: The hit movie, exactly. The hit yeah. movie Brainiac, <laughs> Transmissions After Zero, is on there. But you can watch, like, there's, like, a Mentors documentary that looks yeah. like someone shot it uh just to break up the day a little bit like the, it just, just like <laughs> call up call up people let's do a documentary really fast
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah there's a lot of those uh yeah, tubi so. is cool though I, I i agree there's there's some really like esoteric you know kind of deep dive films that you wouldn't find it anywhere else and you can stream them and you know it's great
3: it's great totally yeah and um it came in really handy when i was in my reggae phase this past summer sure Sure. they they had um several uh they had the harder they come they had rockers Mm -hmm. um what's this another one i watched i watched it it, 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 (laughs) no there's more there's babylon (laughs) which is set in london very good um, and then there's another one called Shooters, which is when you start to drift off and it's the quality goes down a bit. But basically, if there was Rastas, Reggae, and Guns, I if there was those three things in a movie, there was a few weeks where I was watching every movie I could find, and most of them are on Tubi. <laughs> it's a good um, platform. It is. But I, I digress. I don't know. Uh, how did we even get it? Into talking so much about you would think I'm getting paid oh, to talk oh, about. Oh, oh,
0: oh, no! This, this is a good. This is a good point. Um, so back to the Ohio. Back to shitting on your home state. Oh yes, yes. Um, my my partner on the film, my good friend Ian, who is not from Ohio. Well, he actually was ironically born in Ohio, but was not raised there. He brought up a very fascinating point while we were in the edit, and that was that. So this is Dayton specific, so I'm even getting more. Okay, but um, people from Dayton, I think, have a tremendous amount of pride in the th- in the things that have come from Dayton musically and from an invention perspective. Um, there's like I think the most trademarks ever registered are from Dayton, Ohio the invention of flight. There's, there's a lot of things that have come out of Dayton, and then there's a whole, like, uh, if we're looking at music, we're looking at, like, funk, like Roger and Zapp and the Ohio Players and Lakeside. and Oh, yeah. And, like, indie rock in the 90s as you have Guided by Voices and the Breeders and Brainiac and, and, and you know, all these kind of places. So for, yeah. for a town of its size, which is tiny, it has a disproportionate amount of sort of creative uh, export. So I think that everyone there has a tremendous amount of pride in that. And you kind of wear that on your sleeve a lot. Subsequently, though, you know, there's a lot to be desired in Dayton. Um, There's a lot of things missing. Um, There's a lot of problems. And so people from there are also really quick to kind of shit on it. But there's Ian brought this (laughs) this really funny thing to me in the edit where I was like bragging about it. And I was saying, like, yeah, like, like, there's all this music from here. And, like, we have, you know, like, name me another town that size that has all these, like, great musicians from there, or, like, invented such um, monumental things, to, like, contributions to humanity and this and that. And and he was like, yeah, yeah. And then he would say something later about, like, Dayton being cool. And I would I would go, yeah, dude, it, it, sucks. it, it <laughs> sucks. Or he'd be like, why don't we, like, move there? It's, like, so cheap to live there. I'm like, you don't want to fucking live there. Are you crazy? <laughs> you know? And he was like, well, you just got done telling me how exceptional it is and so like, <laughs> and so like through the process of like releasing the film and he like came here for the first time and, and like every conversation we, we would get in at like an after party, you know, he would, he would notice that like people were like, yeah, there's like all this great stuff from Dayton. It's amazing, and he would be like, "Yeah, it's totally, it's totally cool." Like, you know, I, I learned so much during this film, and, and then immediately, like, whoever he was talking to, like, "Oh, dude, this town sucks." <laughs> <laughs> well, that's
3: that's like an Ohio thing, also. I think is to be like, uh, yeah, to be to shit on. Ohio. It's like this
0: self-deprecating yet, I, I don't know. It, it's a it's a weird juxtaposition of being uber proud and. Like, Pride and self-loathing. Yeah, it's it's it's, it's a sadomasochistic weird thing. Um, I'll say from the outside looking
5: in, Dayton specifically, because like. Every band that has come out of there, it's like not just like a lot of bands that come out there. It's like these really incredible influential bands like like Brandy and Breeders and stuff. And mm-hmm. so from the outside looking in, it's like, holy shit, Dayton must be fucking cool. <laughs> There's just so much good shit coming out of I've
3: it. I've had some lovely times in Dayton, I will say. But I I had some great uh Ambassadors, our our mutual friend Shelley, of course. Oh yeah, um, she was great. Yeah, and uh, and uh, so I was in really good hands. Um, at, like so, I it was just good times all the time when I was in Dayton, and then like. There's um, now I'm getting just now I'm just saying things I like in Dayton. <laughs> People are like, shut up, but I'll do it anyway. What's the place called? It's a white orchid or white lotus. I can't remember which, even though. Oh, yeah,
0: like the the the, the hamburger, Vietnamese yeah, it's kind a, of shop downtown. It's like right it's, behind my dad's loft, actually. Um, yeah, it's a tie, it's a it's
3: like a hamburger. Oh, is she Thai? Yeah, 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 and it's yeah. run by this woman, this Thai woman. Right. Who is, it's like, you know, there's like Joe's Crab Shack where the shtick is like they're rude to you and they're angry yes, or something. Yes, yes. This is like a woman, a one woman, a Thai woman who just like insults, just is like... Totally. Rude and... It
0: reminds me of a New York place, frankly. Like, it reminds me of a weird, like, place you would go in New York and... you get abused but the food's decent or something and like that's part of oh yeah
3: but herb i love it and like sometimes you go in and you watch her abuse people and you then having been there a few times i realized that she's it's just her shtick yeah but she's wearing sunglasses yeah and she's from thailand and not really smiling and like someone will be like um, can I get a straw, please? And she'll just like throw the straw at them. <laughs> this like woman and her probably sixty years old. I don't know. What it are the Yelp reviews great. like? It's uh, well, we can we can pull them up. Um, <laughs> That's
0: probably a good a good uh, five minutes well spent Yelp reviews. And I think it used to be a White Castle, actually. I think she. Oh I think yeah, it was a White Castle at one point. Um, but I know exactly what you mean, and I've been in there, and I agree. It's it's a it's it's well worth. You know, well, wherever
3: you are yeah. in the lower forty-eight, yeah, <laughs> um, head on over.
2: That's right.
3: You, another thing, and I'll get—I'll get over. I'll go slightly beyond very specific uh, places that I've been in Dayton. <laughs> um,
0: this show is just getting broader and broader. This is
3: um, this show should be called the Alienation Show because it's <laughs> <laughs> just. we just talk about what we feel like talking about and i even uh (laughs) it's Dayton, but ohio also i think is i don't know if other states have this um where well first of all let me get this out of the way and this is not what i was going to say but dayton i had never been to dayton in my life until i went to shoot the hit movie boy band oh really so Which isn't ins- wow! I I'd been everywhere. How did you not,
0: did you not play there or, or something? Somehow,
3: I just never did. I played everywhere else in Ohio, but never Dayton. And somehow Weird. I was not. I was never in Dayton proper until till we did that movie, and then I was all over it. But what I was gonna say is, um, that. In Ohio, you would think that people, like people, a big thing that people I say to me as a hockey fan, they say, "Oh, well, you must love the Columbus Blue Jackets because they're the oh, they're the team from Ohio." And I'm like, "No, I hate. They're my least favorite team <laughs> because they're the team that Columbus has, and right. I'm from Cleveland originally, so I hate Columbus." Do you do you agree with this that in Ohio, we all the cities? Uh, the starting point is hatred of each other rather than being like, Hey, we're all like, uh, or is that, am I, this is just something that exists in my mind entirely?
0: No. And I, and I, you know what? I didn't really notice that till I moved to Columbus because, um, I guess like growing up in Dayton, we sort of like gravitated to everything Cincinnati because we didn't have any sports teams. So like mm-hmm. if it was a ball game, I'd go to Cincinnati. If it was whatever, I'd go to Cincinnati. Um, when I moved to Columbus, Columbus didn't have the blue jackets at that time. They didn't have anything. So, everything everyone there went to Cleveland. So, everything there was like Indians and um, Browns or whatever. Yeah. And so, I noticed that was weird to me, how it wasn't more of a camaraderie. That was like, when, once you get to the middle of the state, it was like a definite cutoff line where, you know, sports teams' lines were being drawn. But, yeah, I think, you know, I don't know what it is, man, because I, I think it's, a, it's, a, it's an amazing state with with a great history and like so many people are you know originated from ohio and um but yet it has a an aspect of it that i think the people feel um like they're underdogs or something or they're from ohio you know like i, I don't know what it is or like they feel like they're not like on the on the main stage or something—I don't know what it is—but but, but when I, like when I moved to New York, though, I thought it was hilarious because like I would I would work these jobs and they're like, "Where are you from?" Like Ohio, and they're like, "Oh, did you grow up on a farm?" Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> and people I was like, think that. No, not at all. <laughs> and <laughs> like, then, <laughs> yeah, people so always. I, think I that. understood the per- the outside perception really quickly though, you know, um, from the rest of the country. <laughs> and
3: then there's the thing, and. As an o, as an Ohioan in New York, um, I don't know if this like I I know you know lots of and it is weird that we that we haven't uh, logged many hours together already, but because uh, I'm sure we know seven thousand of the same people from yeah. from Ohio, yeah. all wonderful people, but when someone tries to like when you're in New York and someone tries to, if you're at a party or something it's like that guy over there is from Ohio. And he, he hasn't been grandfathered in where you're like, oh yeah, he's my friend's friend, I or whatever. Like, uh, it, you're just like, well, no, I don't want to meet that guy. I, <laughs> I left Ohio. I'm not trying to go meet Ohio people now. I'm here. <laughs> That's what I find is a thing. Like, unless unless it's someone like, oh no, this is guy's this friend. Um, this might also be a condition also existing entirely in my mind. I don't know. <laughs> my own hang-ups but I do I do think that is the thing with Ohio and I'm sure I've talked about this on the program at some point um probably several times but with Ohio like I the first time I did comedy shows in Scandinavia like in I was in Copenhagen and I did a show and I it was you know I felt like I had a good show a good set and uh you know the audience liked it, and I could hear the comedians laughing in the green room because there's, like, a TV, and I was like, oh, cool. Like, the other comedians liked it. And then I got off stage, and they didn't say anything to me, and I was like, that's weird. Because, like, in America, you at least go like, hey, good set. You know, of right, a band, right. whatever. You just lie and say something. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, right. even if you didn't see it, you're like, yeah, it's good. Right. And um, But they don't say anything. Like, they don't even acknowledge that you were on stage. Hmm. And so... Afterwards, the guy that was taking me around was like, "Oh, it's a good show," and and I was like, "Yeah, you know, I kind of thought it went well. I was feeling good about it." But then none of the comedians said a word to me. And well, they spoke to me, but they acted like I hadn't been on stage. Like they acted like I just came from the bathroom or something when I walked off stage. And he's like, "Oh, that's that's Denmark for you." And I was like, "What do you mean?" And he explained like this thing. Chris, have I talked about this 7,000 times? The Law of Yunta? It's in this book, like, A Fugitive Covers His Tracks, I think is what the book's called. But it's this fictional town called Yunta. And there's laws of the town. And the laws are like, you are not better than us. You are not smarter than us. You are not... There's nothing special about you. It's all like tall poppy syndrome stuff. And like and it's so the whole thing is like you're not supposed to you know feel special ever and I, the more i read about it i was like oh my god this is being from ohio yeah like i kind of loved it i was like i yeah. totally get what this is because that's what ohio is <laughs> yeah like you're not supposed to be like
0: yeah. <laughs> oh there was a thing you know there was definitely a thing in the music scene i felt like too whereas like you couldn't go too far outside the box without getting shit on quite a bit in terms of like your dress or Uh, your kind of like the way that you were or your presentation of your band or anything like that like i definitely felt like you know um there was a bit of uh, there was a bit of that in, in in all the music scenes where it was kind of like you know if you were just like trying to be creative or think like well let's what, okay everyone's wearing a t-shirt and jeans like what can we do to make this cool Or like what can we just do to stand out or like should we wear like this or this and if you would like kind of try that it was it was immediately just like shot down with a lot of people mm-hmm. you know um that was kind of interesting and it, it seemed like a little narrow-minded in that regard but it was also kind of like this i also kind of respected it though because it was a very like blue collar kind of mentality where it's like you know take your fucking scarf off and just rock you know like quit being yeah. like you know quit quit acting like that like that you know you're, you're this is we're here to like have a good time and like play loud rock music like leave the rest of the shit to the side you know
3: yeah yeah exactly and then like if something gets like too i was thinking like i remember nine inch nails when they first started to like do you know the first record when they were uh even though I wasn't born yet. No. Um,
5: <laughs> but like. Um, My first album came out in like 1989 or something. It did, I yeah.
3: I was negative seven years old. But I do I was remember. Born.
5: <laughs> that is, everyone thinks of them as such like a quintessential 90s band. But they were like
3: yeah it was 89 and i remember when it came out everyone was like yeah oh cleveland zone yeah awesome and then like at one point they get to a certain point and then everyone's like fuck you nine inch yeah, nails <laughs> yeah 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 like they're like they're our band oh no they're not fuck off
5: did you ever see when um nine inch nails was on it wasn't like american bandstand it was like something very similar though is before that album came out and they're doing um down in it and it's like it's the most 90s set you'll ever see. But it's Trent Reznor with like this weird backing band. It's on YouTube somewhere. I'll I'll put it in the chat.
1: But it's well, like the... they,
5: they have like a crowd dancing as if they're like uh you know, it's like uh, I don't know. It's just like very very 80s and uh just doesn't fit what you would normally think of a band like Nine Inch Nails.
3: Well, they yeah, I mean they I wonder what show it was. To squeeze them I'll into a midnight out. special
4: kind of format.
3: Yeah, I remember. I saw I saw Trent Reznor play in a band that opened up for the Starship when the Starship did a free concert in Cleveland. Again, I was not alive at no, the no, time, no. but. You heard tell, did, they, I heard tell of it. I heard tell of a free concert that I attended. <laughs> it
5: was um, The show was called Dance Party USA. That was the name oh, of it. Oh, yeah. Oh,
0: okay. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, Des, Des, where are you, man? I'm in West Jersey. West Jersey. I, I like the whole vibe oh, up, that you have. Well, I'm up in the it's attic. It's a strong yes. vibe. It is a strong <laughs> yeah. vibe. I've been meaning to bring that up. I, I see Thanks. all kinds of interesting little things A lot of wood you. paneling. A lot yes of a, out here so
3: it's like the wrong bumper sticker away though from you being carted off for <laughs> being at the Capitol riot oh i know i know it's
0: borderline yeah Where, were, it. were you there last week
3: i'm just curious <laughs> no comment no
0: comment <laughs> I blend in amongst the people what do you what do you got what's your take on this week you guys like what What do you, what do you think's happening this uh do you, do you feel like it's it's much to do about nothing or do you feel kind of some anxiety around this whole thing? I, I was nervous about it until I saw what the latest uh, theory is amongst like
5: the the QAnon people. And they're convinced that uh, Biden has been arrested and has switched faces with Trump. <laughs> <laughs> so gotcha. when you see Biden getting sworn in, you're actually watching Trump get sworn in for a second term.
4: I heard oh. JFK Jr. Was... Biden was actually JFK Jr. So.
5: Oh
3: right, right. I read that too. Wait, this is QAnon stuff?
5: Yeah. So once I read that, I was like, "Oh, this is this is dumb." Like, it's they're not gonna. gonna
3: Wait, that was the point where you put your foot down? You're like,
5: (laughs) no. I just mean like, I feel like when those are the mental gymnastics they're playing, it's I'm not like I don't know if they're really convinced that they're switching faces. Then I, I feel I like secretly a lot more
3: plausible than some other things. I mean <laughs> I just, not to like direct Cleveland. Are Cleveland probably Michigan, are. But they did a face transplant at the Cleveland Clinic. Yep. Oh wow. If I can pull it back to Cleveland again.
0: But um <laughs> We've been off Ohio for all of thirty seconds. I, I know, we should bring it back.
3: <laughs> yeah. It is I don't know. Like yeah, I d I don't know what to think. I really hope nothing um I feel I'm gonna go out. On, I'm just, this is brazen of me to say, but this, these last few years have taken their toll on me, and I feel like <laughs> it's uh, it's taken a toll <laughs> on other people. And I think these times are really, and I could, I could do with a really boring, uneventful week, sure. Um, of new violence. Um, I did, th- my, I found out my dad is getting the vaccine on inauguration day how about that so wow. i was like oh this is a this is a nice day
2: mm-hmm.
3: so pretty- hopefully nothing uh face transplant or, or anything will mess that up good um but uh well what how are you wh- what are you doing during this these pandemic times eric we've talked about uh we've gone down many roads in this conversation <laughs> you're probably just like oh man What did I get into? But um, how have you been spending this time uh, back in? Are you able to? Are you doing the Contiki podcast?
0: I am. I am. I I am a um, unpaid intern for the uh, New York Department of Education. Um, I homeschool two children. Oh wow! All day with the uh, with the guidance with the virtual guidance of their teachers. Um, but that, that, that actually eats up a, um, a large percentage <laughs> of my day and morning. I after bet. That. Um, so I run in a two, two person schoolhouse, um, which has been, uh, immensely frustrating, but also kind of beautiful in, in some ways. Um, it's straight. It's just, it's just fucking weird. It's just really weird. You know what I mean? It's like, um, living like this for like coming up on a year now i remember everything closed down like what like third week of march last year um so yeah i mean i i do that and then the third week of march last year when everything shut down i was kind of like well you know i had some things in development that were looking kind of promising that kind of just went away because no one was you know financing or or you know putting anyone on set anywhere so i decided to to give the podcast thing a shot because i thought it might be something to to do you know um from my living room um Mm -hmm. which was super cool man so like so I've, i've been doing that which was which was really fun and i did uh like 25 episodes of that last year um and it was basically just you know calling up people that I liked or that I'd worked with, musicians uh, or actors or d- film directors what have you, and and asking them to like pair two films together to give me like a double feature recommendation to watch while we're all kind of in quarantine. Um, so those were those were really fun conversations and, and and like a really cool exercise to kind of kind of stay busy and stay connected and catch up with people or just you know talk movies and and and, and kind of you know discuss what they're doing because i was talking to people like in australia and the uk and all over the country and yeah so it was it was a nice insight too is, is to like how are you guys handling it there what's going on is you know are you you know what's what is your country doing and um so it was interesting so i've been doing that and and, and schooling my kids and trying to like uh come up with a couple of more film ideas um for for, for when things kind of settle um but that's that's it it's been a, it's been a bizarre and trying, you know, year as it, as it has been for, for pretty much everyone.
3: Yeah. Now you mentioned the uh the double feature. Um has anyone recommended a movie called Disco Dancer to you as one of the movies? No. Well if I may. <laughs> <laughs> Please <laughs> I think I speak for everyone uh, on the screen right now, beside yourself, the, the, Chris. What happened to the disco dancer soundtrack? Uh, I can put it back up.
5: I usually uh, turn it down for the interview, so like
3: we've. Uh, no, you can turn it back off. But uh, <laughs> it's, we we did a, a watch party for it a few weeks ago. It's a it's a 1982 Bollywood movie. Oh. Um, my friend Aniv Anivab Paul, who's a Mumbai based comedian. Cause during this time I've been watching not that again, didn't come up with it. Been watching a lot of movies during this during this past year.
0: That's that's why I did the podcast. It was like yeah. what are people doing?
3: <laughs> We're watching things. And so I would like I would you know, as as I mentioned, I would have like now I'm I'm watching as many Jamaican movies as I can.
2: Mm-hmm.
3: Um and then so I was like, "Well, I'm going to watch Indian movies now." So I emailed my my friend Anubhav and I said, "What movies should I watch?" Mm-hmm. And he said, "There's only one movie you should watch. It's called Disco Dancer." And uh, he was not wrong. Uh, it's it's anyway. Just it's on Netflix. You can watch it. Okay. It's on Amazon Prime as well. Uh, and this is a
0: Bollywood 1980 early 80s. 1980,
3: uh, okay. The plot points um, seem like they were written by a fifth grader rushing uh, from one class to another. <laughs>
0: <laughs> a lot, but you know what though? Like the the Bollywood screenwriting is is can 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 be like that. But like not not in a like I'm not saying in a disparaging way. Like in a kind of amazing way.
3: Yeah, in a way, like anything can happen.
0: Right, right. It's a it's it's a free for all. It's a it's a it's a it's a fever dream.
3: Yeah. So, uh, do you like Anurag just...
0: Kashyap? Oh, do I don't you know who that is. I don't. I don't think I do. Okay. I I got I got to produce a film. Uh, he's he's Mumbai based as well. I got to produce a, it It was one of the uh, short films in the Madly anthology that I produced. Mm-hmm. And I think he's really good. And. Um, the short film well we we won um best actress at, at tribeca when we premiered it that year for um the performance by uh radhika opti who is who is the lead in his short film mm-hmm. um which i was stunned because she won best actress appearing like in an anthology film with like six other films so like she didn't have a copious amount of screen time but i thought that was a really powerful performance and piece and I, I really like his other work as well um yeah you should if you like if you're if you're if you're going down the the uh the rabbit hole of, of, of indian films i think he's a really good director okay
3: i'll i'll, I'll seek that out um well, that would be a well disco dancer just put that in your
0: uh... i i already have it i have it marked
3: and then Chris, I don't know, would you say Greasy Strangler as the other movie?
0: Uh
5: I haven't seen The Greasy Strangler yet, but Wait, you haven't seen The Greasy Strangler yet? No, I'll no, based it, yeah. on your recommendations though. Oh,
3: I thought you'd what Eric, have you seen Greasy Strangler? I have not. What is that? Okay. That's um I just like it
0: by title with the other one, though. I'm already I'm already sold. Yeah. I might recommend Greasy Strangler
4: first and then Chase it away with disco dancer. That might be the way to go.
3: Okay, uh, that that might be the move. Yeah. Um.
0: What is Gracie Strangler?
3: It's a, who's the director? Jim Hosking, or I think that's his name. I think I believe he's English. Um, but it uh, it's it's yeah, it's Jim a, Hosking. A man. It's a father and son who give to a fake. Tour, disco tours disco tours of their town where things happen. But
0: I see the connectivity here already.
3: <laughs> yeah, there's a disco theme in this movie as well. <laughs> but it's very strong, highly. What, what
0: era? What era are we talking about here?
3: That movie came out just about five years ago. Five years ago, maybe. Oh, okay, okay. But it was one of those movies. Uh, some friends kept recommending it, and I resisted, and I resisted, and then I stopped resisting. And I gave in, and I was glad I did. The
4: night that was.
3: I've watched it many times. On Tubi, it is not on Tubi. Where <laughs> is it? It's on Amazon Prime,
5: I think. Okay. It's yeah, it's on IMDb TV, which is like uh oh yeah,
4: I know that like an ad version of yeah, oh yeah it. yeah. Yep. It's on Prime Video as well.
5: is, is it? it? Yeah,
4: I think so. I actually own it.
3: I bought it because oh, wow. uh, I wanted to be able to watch it. I, I guess I could still just watch it whenever, <laughs> but uh, anyway, uh, before I understood how streaming works, I bought it.
0: <laughs> <laughs> That's why I sent you the DVD.
3: Yeah, I know this couldn't. If you could, but if you could next send me a, a VHS
5: of this, I will.
0: That's my next move.
5: And um, oh man, I don't even think I have a. A way to play dvds anymore it's DW. gotten to
0: that i i've definitely heard that from many many people none of my computers have disc drives and them although I'm, i have to say the, the fans of of 90s indie rock uh the dvd was appreciated
5: yeah. <laughs> oh yeah because
0: we were like should we press these we're like what should, what should and there was like everyone's like yeah yeah for sure <laughs> Oh my! Fifty-year-old dudes that want the DVD.
5: <laughs> I could watch it on my Xbox. I've just
4: I've never used it for that. I think that might only be Blu-ray at this point. Oh, really?
3: So, yeah. Yeah. Um, that might be true. The Brainiac DVD. If if you watch it on, um, we we should touch on. I guess since I've seen it, I have selfishly not delved. We haven't delved. In but Brainiac, of course, I uh was a fan of the band. I actually saw Brainiac play at the troubadour in LA
0: mm-hmm.
3: with Girls Against Boys, yeah, and I can't remember who else. And it was a it, this would have been kind of like uh, you know, right, the right, sort of as they were um. You know, in this in this big moment in their in their career, um, I remember Rick Rubin was at the show in a yeah in a in a silver a shiny silver down jacket. Yep. And I yep. thought it doesn't get better than Rick Rubin at your show in a <laughs> shiny silver down jacket and sunglasses, even though we're inside.
0: Yeah, we had a, we had a good animated sequence actually for a Rick Rubin story that we had to cut out of the uh, out of the final film, but there there was there were some good stories about being we you know we were we were talking about the whole that whole culture of being like courted by like all these major labels that doesn't really happen anymore. I found fascinating like twenty years after the fact and so like you know was, uh, I was asking for all these stories about like you know what was happening when you guys were being courted by all these people and there was just a ton of like really funny stories and and one of them was like, yeah, you know Rick had us over and made us lunch and you know, there was like a he like you know t- took him through his mansion and there was stuff stuffed, stuffed uh, polar bears and what have you. But um, you know, as you would hope, yeah, of course, <laughs> as, as one has. Um, but I talked to uh, Dina Paredes, who's in the film, actually. Yeah, yeah, was... he's a buddy of mine. Oh, there, there we go, one more person. He Dina, yeah, he uh,
3: he was the A and R guy for my band, Sons of Elvis.
0: Oh, cool! Yeah, he's a really nice records. dude.
3: Oh, yeah, he's a, he's. He a has a lot guy. of taxidermy as well. Well, his house is basically like Rick Rubin's house, I think. Yeah. Not that yeah, I've but, been to Rick Rubin's house, but I have been to Dino's house, and it does check out. He has a
0: striking amount of taxidermy in his house.
3: He does. He, he has a uh, yes.
0: But but really good dude and. Um, totally great. Yeah, he was saying like he and Rick used to drive around. In Rick's Rolls Royce, you know, all night long listening to Brainiac tapes and stuff and talking about them and how cool they were and how they could potentially get them on American and stuff like that. So, um, yeah, it's, it's just a whole different era, you know, that, uh, that again, you know, 20 years after the fact is, is kind of interesting to go re explore because it just doesn't, you know, that, that kind of music industry culture doesn't really exist anymore.
3: No. And even I'm finding, and maybe it's my problem with my friends, but I even find that just people with really good expense accounts in general—that's going away. <laughs> <laughs> there was a time in my life where I feel like yeah. I pretty much lived off friends having jobs, yeah, with expense accounts. And
0: I used I, to have a job like that, and I, I now I teach school to kindergartners. Yeah, that's that's the <laughs> for, job for you no wanna, pay. <laughs> Yeah, you gotta get
3: that has its perks too i'm sure but yeah the job where you're like oh um i don't ever ever have to pay for anything because my friend has this job yeah
0: i used to treat friends all the time to dinners and
3: this doesn't happen anymore it's gone I know now. I do the treating. I say not often, as Chris and does gonna test. <laughs> when I say not often, I mean never. But um, on the rare occasion when I do get the tab, uh, <laughs> I will. I will just say, well, I'm considering you for my secretary position, and this you have passed the test with flying colors. And then I then I pay for the coffee or whatever.
0: The tax write-off
3: yeah. tax write-off
0: and then you remind them that you did it for weeks
3: yeah yeah <laughs> just so you just so you know but yeah it was it was a it was a different time i never um i i'm i never got wined and dined at the level that i really will die thinking i should have been yeah in the 90s but um Wait, so why couldn't you include the animation, the Rick Rubin animation that I'm dying to see now? Just time. I mean, you know, there's so many things that
0: just, you know, I mean, I think the movie's a pretty healthy runtime as it is, frankly. Um, Yeah. And, um, you know, it was just like, do we absolutely need this thing? It's like... You know, yeah, it's hilarious to us sitting here watching it, but it's like what what, what is this adding to the narrative of the film? How, you know what's how much real estate is this taking up? Is it worth it? you know, there's just so many things. We, we threw a couple things on the DVD that, that was kind of the reason for it too is like you know some deleted scenes or some animations that didn't that didn't make the film or or what have you. but um, you know, it just it's a it's a funny kind of throwaway anecdote, but it wasn't really essential to you know adding two more minutes to the movie.
3: You could have gone the 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 Eagles documentary route and made it seven <laughs> hours long.
0: Yeah. True, true. I, I think I think quite frankly, uh, a feature film on Brainiac was was uh, ambitious enough without making it a mini series. Although, I mean, I you know, there's I did make the argument in the edit that there there are there are you know a thousand people that would watch the the four hour Brainiac documentary.
3: <laughs> I'm in a thousand and one
0: mm-hmm. fantastic
3: count me in um well we gosh we we only have a couple minutes here where does the time go was it is it, was it my uh thai restaurant story that that ate up a, a lot of time yeah i would have cut that out and edit yeah that that the thai <laughs> restaurant story that was the rick rubin animation of this show That's arguably right. <laughs> could be argued yeah. Um. Uh-huh. Well, he's been waiting uh, some time here now. Should we? Uh, well, I don't think we can do this. We don't have time. Um. Should we get a bass solo out of? Yeah. Out of El- El- Elvira. Let's Let's go out on a, a puzzling oh, note. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I like
4: that. <laughs> Might be the slot for
3: him. Okay, Elvira. You have 30 seconds <laughs> to lay down a bass ukulele solo, and then we got to boot you. One, two, Where is he? Is he coming? All there right. he is. Elvira Canaveral.
0: Hey, hey. He's yippee ki I, I just wanted to thank you, folks. Uh, I, I uh, had, took an opportunity to connect to a, a friend I hadn't talked to in a while, And I invite other people to use this as an opportunity to do so. I reached out to my old friend, Kevin Kling, K-L-I-N-G. He's a local storyteller. He's a regular on Curium Companion and the such. But it was nice to just talk to him. We ended up talking for an hour and 40 minutes, and we're going to be doing some work together in the next couple weeks. Safely, of course. But the other nice thing is I discovered that
1: it's been 10 months since I've worked as a henchman or as a stagehand for someone else.
3: Well, I was kind of thought we were going to get a, a bass ukulele solo, but that's all great. <laughs> <You're not. laughs> we're out it, so we got to go now. You blew it. Thank you, Viru. Thank you.
1: Love is a
0: battlefield.
3: <laughs> oh, we lost him.
0: <laughs> Who's that guy? Oh, guy we don't have out.
3: enough time to explain. Okay. Um, he, he's one of our viewers slash listeners in uh, in uh, Minneapolis. I actually met him. He was a stagehand when I met him. I was doing live from here in Minneapolis, and he was a stage stagehand. And and uh, and the rest, the rest is history. Um, thank you to everyone uh, for joining us. Thank you, Eric Mahoney. Um, we I feel like we could we have, we've only scratched the surface. Would you be willing to come back on this program, or have you sworn it off? Uh, <laughs> hey. Aggressively,
0: I, I'm absolutely <laughs> game. Um, I, I had a blast. Thank you for having me on. I um yeah. do a Brainiac uh watch party on uh
3: oh, that's a good idea. The, yeah, we should do a brain. Let's and do it. I apologize. We, we grabbed you a few minutes late, I think, because for we, at first we we've had some uh problems, would be an aggressive word with the zoom bombers that we've had. But since you're, your name in the zoom is not your name. We thought you may have been an elusive uh zoom bomber. So at first we were like, is this him? I think it's him. Security issue. Yeah, there's a security issue. You got caught up in security on the way in. So we lost a few minutes up top. understood. But uh understood. Thank you for, for joining us. Everyone, go watch Brainiac Transmissions after I don't know this is one of those things. I have the DVD here, and because even though I have know the title, I don't need to look at the DVD cover. I just look at it every time I say the title. Because <laughs> I'm like, it's there. I should read it directly from the cover. Sure. Like um, everyone go watch it. It's on Amazon Prime, Tubi, or you can get it in the futuristic DVD format. That's right. Um, thank you, Boy Criminal, Chris Gersbeck. Thank you. Thank you, New Jersey Chicken Rancher, Des. You got it. And Thanks uh, thanks to everybody, and uh, if you want to support the show, go to MaximumFun.org slash join, and we'll see you next week. Ah. And I'll be in New York next week when we broadcast. How
0: about that? Safe travels, buddy.
4: Thank you.
5: MaximumFun.org.
4: Comedy and culture.
5: Artist owned,
3: audience supported.